0: I'm Melanie Sayward and you are tuning in to The Pink Elephant. AJ, it is so cool to have you on the podcast this month. Um, I'm so glad you're here. Look, I know that um, a lot of the listeners that uh, follow The Pink Elephant may not have heard of you before, so I'd love it if you could just tell them a little bit about yourself. Yeah,
1: sure. Well, I am... um with Jesus. I am a mum of two boys and uh, a wife to um, a a barbecue aficionado and I love that and uh, I've been involved in kids ministry for over 25 years and I'm a freelance writer, uh, web designer. um, uh, (laughs) I I wear many, many, many hats. (laughs) Yes, yes, I'm
0: picking up on that, yes. A lot more
1: things than I thought too, so it's awesome. (laughs)
0: But obviously the reason you're on here is because you've recently written a book um, and we'd love to hear like what what your book is about and, um, yeah, what you hope to achieve with that book.
1: Yeah. Well, the book is called The Simple Joy of Seeing God and it actually started out as a research project for um, a PR campaign I was doing for Australia's National Day of Thanks and I wrote a series of articles on gratitude and the science of gratitude and it it developed into a deep dive into scripture and what the bible says about gratitude and how that actually connects us with god and it really is about seeing god Um, And so there were many working titles for the book. um, And in the end, um, I settled on the simple joy of seeing God because it really is that. And I I wanted it to be really accessible to anyone really from 13 years and up, just uh, something that's really easy to read and relatable and not highbrow and lots of highfalutin language and and stats and and data, but just real stories that people can relate to and, and learn how to see God.
0: Mm. And it's it sounds like it's been like a bit of a testimony for yourself, and it's certainly what I've read in the book. That's the the um the feeling I get. So, would you be able to tell us a little bit more about how this theme kind of um rings true for you in your life?
1: Yeah, well, it, it really. I mean, I, I um, struggled with postnatal depression after the birth of our first baby, which was ridiculous because he was much a uh, uh, long-awaited, much anticipated, and so loved. But um, I think when you've been uh, a professional woman and you have a business card that tells you who you are, and then all of a sudden you find yourself uh, wearing the same clothes for three days with uh, and things like that, you're like, "Who who am I?" And I really struggled with that. And someone suggested I start a gratitude journal. And um, yeah, but actually, the the quote that really struck me was, "Imagine if you woke up today only with the things that you thanked God for yesterday," mm. and that was perspective check for me. And so it started out really simple. It was come up with five things each day that you're thankful for. And for the first, you know, few weeks, I had to really think about it. And then it just flowed. And then Mm -hmm. I would find myself actively looking for things to be thankful for. And so maybe more and more aware that there was so much to be thankful for. And every moment of every day, um, it actually, when, when God talks about being renewed by the transforming of your mind, that's really what it's about. It's it's mm. change, transforming your mind to see the goodness of God in the world around you, and it changes everything.
0: So, is this something that you still do? Do you still uh, take note and have a journal and all that kind of stuff as well?
1: I'm not as disciplined with the actual writing down now as I was. It was it was a great tool to help me get started, and I yeah. highly recommend. Uh, but it is a practice that we have every day we finish each each night with the boys what are you thankful for today what is mm. what's the, of the day for you today and so we all finish on a really positive note I think it's a really nice thought to go to sleep on on the the wonderful things that happen it's easy to think about all the things that went wrong yes you can end the day thinking you know what, something went right today and, and that's what I'm gonna take to that's bed. really
0: good that's really yeah. good I like yeah. that well, um, you made this fantastic statement in the book and I highlighted it when I saw it. It said, a grateful heart is one that inhabits a perpetual state of awe and wonder. Would you be able to unpack a little bit more like what you mean by this statement?
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, 1 Chronicles 16, 11 to 12 says, every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. And I love that quote. So every good that we have is actually a gift from God. And so it's learning to recognize that. And, and we, as parents, we've all, you know, when, when it's your child's birthday, we all have that thing that we say before the, the party you get what you get and you don't get upset right (laughs) but when they're opening their gifts if it's something you've already got if it's something you don't want say thank you but you know we'll sort it out later but then what if they actually get a gift that they really want and they rip open the paper and they run off and and show their friends and they're so excited but you know Aunt Aunt frida who gave it to them is over here like chopped liver like are you actually thankful for the gift Mm. if you haven't yet the gift giver Mm. and a study um, which was actually titled a chronic lack of awe and mm. they actually did a um, it conducted this um, scientific study they got a group of people to look at awe-inspiring imagery and then a group of people just to look at cityscapes and, and that sort of thing and those that were looking at the awe-inspiring imagery the mountains and grassy hills and uh, the you know rainforests they actually felt like they had more time in their day they felt wow. more Peaceful, more relaxed, whereas those that were, um, you know, saw nothing but cityscapes and and roads were were more stressed and felt they had less time in their day. And it, and it makes sense that you know when you're a child, days seem to go on forever. You know, mm. you're lying, you're looking up at clouds. You spend so much more time in nature. And then as grownups, we spend a lot of time indoors, staring at computer screens yeah. in the city at work. And we just we're not. Uh, surrounded by awe-inspiring landscapes, and there is a lot of science around the goodness for your mental and physical health of being amongst nature, which is God's great gift to us, is this beautiful world that we get to live in. Um, And it's it's a great shame that, you know, we can walk through it without ever saying, hey, thanks for that that beautiful bird that just flew past. That was a little gift from you and recognising, acknowledging the good gift giver
0: yeah wow that's really cool I I was about to ask you a little bit more about awe and wonder but I think you kind of summed it all (laughs) up there like trying to practically make that real is obviously so simple right just getting out into nature into the sunlight which are all good for our health anyway so yeah that's that's excellent yeah so what do you think is the relationship between joy and gratefulness so in the book like you, you obviously are like quite focused on gratitude, but there is this kind of interplay between joy as well. It's obviously uh, quite um, similar in ideas and they somehow are connected. But I wanted to ask you like how you see that.
1: Yeah, well, they're both about being connected and, and seeing God. And I remember with my youngest when he, he said to me, "What well, you know, what's the Holy Spirit? What's, you know, because I've been watching a video about being filled with the Holy Spirit. And I said, would you like me to pray for you? to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He said, oh, sure, sure. So I prayed for him that the Holy Spirit would fill him and I'm going to get teary. (laughs) He started giggling and I was like, oh, that's a bit disrespectful. (laughs) So after I finished praying, I said, why were you laughing? He said, oh, is it normal when the Holy Spirit comes out, you feel all tickly in your tummy? (laughs) Oh, cute. That's (laughs) actually so cute. (laughs) That's the joy of the Lord. There is a joy of the Lord down in my heart and that's that's the you know what it looks like, what it feels like is there's when you are um, living uh, with Jesus as your Lord and Savior, there is this joy that you feel, and that's your knowledge of Him. That just whatever you're going through, um, it's different to happiness because happiness depends on your happenings, what's happening yes. around you. That like mm. joy, it can be with you no matter what's going on in in the world around you. And, mm. and, and that's the same with gratitude, whatever is going on. In, in 1 Thessalonians, it says, um, you know, give thanks in everything. Yes. I love it. God didn't say for everything because that would be mean, but <laughs> if you can find something to be thankful for in everything, then that changes everything. And, mm. and lots of studies on how, um, you know, people that have experienced trauma, when they can find things to be grateful for in that situation, their recovery is is far better than, than those that just that yeah, more, wow. you know, shift their focus.
0: Yeah, well, that's very interesting. I, I, you know, like I tend to think, I'm not sure what you think about this, but, I tend to think that people like of our day and age are quite uh, desiring of joy. You know, like mm. it's a lot about like how do we be joyful? Like how do we have joy? Like or mm. or even we just say we've got joy um, and but, you know, it's not quite the kind of joy that we probably talk about as yeah. Christians.
1: They're confusing it with happiness.
0: Yes, yeah, and so, you know, like it's this idea, there was a documentary actually done quite some time ago called Happy, the documentary, and so mm-hmm. they go around and, you know, ask all these people, like, what is the one thing that you want in life? And everyone says happiness and, mm-hmm. like, haven't even exactly, de- like, described what that is. Like, they haven't even necessarily said what it would have to be for it to be called happiness mm-hmm. uh, but it's this like this this dream this like this we have this thing of we want happiness and and so like joy for us as Christians is the version of that in a way but even mm-hmm. for us as Christians we struggle to find joy right we struggle to mm-hmm. experience joy but um I've certainly heard a lot around gratitude being this vehicle to you know uh, to uh, to experience joy what, what are your thoughts on that
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think um, when we look at well, what what is the, the opposite of joy and what's the opposite of gratitude and um, someone said this incredible thing the other day that really struck me is God might be your saviour, but is he also your Lord? Has, mm. is he you might have prayed the sinner's prayer, but have you put him on the throne of your life? Is he your focus? Is he do you think about him at all during the day in any any decision that you're making at any moment are you thinking about god and if you're not if your focus is shifted to other things and you're robbing yourself of joy and i'm reminded of of the story of peter stepping out of the boat and i have to say kudos to him for even doing that Mm, yeah for sure yeah water but how many of us who among us would have gotten out of the boat yes that's
0: right would not no uh, but
1: You know what, when you read the, that story, when his focus was on Jesus, he was capable of supernatural things like walking yes. on water. But mm. then it says he shifted his focus from Jesus. And when he did that, he became aware that he was among a storm. There were giant waves, there was wind, there mm. <laughs> it was, you know, craziness around him. And when he shifted his focus from Jesus to the storm, that's when he fell beneath the waves. Mm. And I just... Jesus was so patient, he just walked up and pulled him up and he says, heart, what got into you? <laughs> yeah. he was so patient with you. He, he couldn't, like,
0: as a parent, I told you, don't look at me. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I like, love
1: that you cried.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. so true, like, it's a matter of perspective, isn't it? And gratitude is obviously such an incredible perspective changer. And yes, um, yes I can see why it is so imperative that we talk about this kind of stuff what do you think is the opposite of joy so you did mention like what is the opposite of gratitude but um let's finish that thought what is the opposite of joy to you i
1: think think more so that um not having jesus as lord on the throne is is the opposite of joy and Mm. i would say the opposite of gratitude is entitlement Mm. and Listened to an incredible talk from former prime, um, uh, deputy prime minister John Anderson a few years ago, and he said we we are um, are now in the age of entitlement, and our future economic, spiritual, you know, financial um, future depends on us raising grateful children rather than entitled children. Yeah, because wow. These entitlements. We look at um, you know countries like Greece, where uh, the you know the older generation. Promise themselves all these entitlements that the, the the generations coming up will never ever have the capacity to fulfill and it's absolutely decimated their economy mm. um and so just from a, a financial perspective having an attitude of entitlement is um you know it deeply impacts your ability to feel gratitude because yes. when you get something you're like oh yeah i'm entitled to that rather than mm. that is a blessing thank mm. you and, and that, that really impacts your joy as well when you see everything as a blessing rather than something you're entitled to that mm. changing as well. So, uh, you know, once again, they are both interconnected with each other.
0: Yes. I mean, what a big topic, entitlement in itself. Like I've only just heard the murmurings of people talking about that topic within the leadership space and um, I've sort of said my two cents about that kind of stuff as well in that space. but. Um, it is such a huge topic, um, maybe one that we don't actually talk about enough, uh, mm-hmm. because it is clearly robbing us of things like gratitude and joy, um, and you know, like it's, it's, it's a problem. I, I don't know how we got here either. I'm not really sure how we got mm-hmm. here. I mean, is it just um, um, apathy because it is so easy to to get the things we want? I don't know, but um, mm-hmm. just just a thought, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like I often think um that, you know, with these gifts that we have of the spirit, that they were actually the way we were always meant to be. So like especially when we're talking about joy, right? That's a that's a gift of the spirit, it's a fruit of the spirit. Um yeah. but it, it almost seems like to me that's actually the way we were always meant to be, the the way it's um, you know, listed in Galatians. Uh and you know, that's the Amago Dei, you know, the, the original mm. design. Um, but sin is, is what makes us deviate from the original design. So if that's true, it means that, like, at our best, we when we are, you know, joyful and grateful, that is actually the best version of who we are, right? So really? I just yeah. wanted your thoughts on that. Like, uh, it was just yeah. something I was thinking about and I thought, you know, this is someone who's written on this topic. Like, uh, I'd love to know what she thinks.
1: Yeah, and you know what? It really does go all the way back to the Garden of Eden, to mm. Adam and Eve because they were walking in the Garden of Eden in complete contentment. They had a perfect relationship with God. They had direct physical connection with him. He walked with them daily, literally walked with them daily. Can you imagine mm. in this beautiful place where there's no sin, no death, uh, you know, what we dream of here in, um, in our world now? Uh, but then a serpent convinced them somehow that that was not enough. Mm. God was not enough, this place of contentment with no sin, with everything that they need at their fingertips was not enough. So that's when um, that um, sense of entitlement and that feeling of lack first birthed mm. yes. <laughs> was in that moment. And so I think that, that sin of, of eating the apple, it wasn't just an act of disobedience. Mm. It was saying to God, you're not enough. Yes. You deserve more than just you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wow. And like I was thinking about this too, kind of connects to the same point, but if Mm -hmm. the fruit of the spirits are joy, peace and all this kind of stuff, it means that God himself has joy. So and Mm -hmm. I'd love to know, what do you think? I mean there's some stories that you tell in the book that I absolutely think is an expression of God's joy, but I'd love to, Mm -hmm. you know, I I actually don't think we talk about this a lot as Christians that God himself has joy and he expresses joy as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and we can forget that he is a dad. He's mm. a father. And and as parents, we we know that incredible love that we, we didn't know existed until we had kids of our own, what that feels like. And you know, you would you would literally die for your children and that's how he feels about us. Mm. And you know, invented humor and there's there's lots of stories throughout the Bible that <laughs> you know can make you, you chuckle and, and um you can see see the you know the joy in God as he creates those stories and um and and within our every day as well and um you know when, when um there's a particular story in the Bible of of you know the woman with the who'd been bleeding for 12 years and she she touches his uh, the, his tassels mm. and when he turns to speak to her when when the name that he calls her it sounds like daughter but um when it's actually when you translate it from the original it's actually like my dear baby girl and, mm. and just this incredible tenderness from, mm. from towards us. And so, of course, he takes great joy in in giving us gifts. And, I mean, yeah. even, you know, you, you as a parent who are full of sin, you, you still love heaping blessings on your kids. How do you think it is for me mm. <laughs> you know, giving good gifts? And, you know, just the other day I, um, uh, we had to take our car and get serviced. And um, so I met Phil at the at the shopping centre. And, um and when, as I walked over he was just sitting really quietly I said oh you know like you're caught deep in thought and we um, went up to to buy a coffee um from the coffee shop there and they said oh I'm so sorry we our, our tills down we can't um we can't charge you for coffee I'm sorry but we'll have to give it to you for free <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. oh I'm sorry <laughs> about that <laughs> yeah. and so we were blessed with these wonderful coffees and as we we stood there waiting for them, uh, my husband said to me, you know, as, as you came up to me you know, and you sort of noticed I was lost in thought, he said I was actually praying and I said, hey, God, we'd just love to see your favour today. Would you, mm. you know, show us your favour? And then literally we walk into a coffee store and there's a couple of free coffees and yes. itching to communicate with you and to give you good gifts. Mm. And you can just take those coffees and go, that's cool. Or you could say, hey, God, I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. And it, it gives him joy. Like it gives us joy to bless our kids. It brings him joy to bless us as well. And so mm. look for each gift and accept it with thanks.
0: Yes, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, one of the things I actually love about your book is that it is full of stories, like whether it's your stories or it's a friend of yours' stories, it's just full of stories. So it's mm. it's really clear you get the point of the chapter because there's just so much, like, um, mm. illustrations even to to um, hone in on that point. Mm. Um, what would you say is the favourite story of yours that you shared in the book?
1: Yeah, yeah. And, I, look, I would say that partly comes from 25 years of kids' ministry and having been a yes. Sunday school kid myself, I grew up in Sunday school, and I, I, it just lost me because it was, you know, Daniel in the, in the lion's den, that's great for him, but what does that mean for me as a 10-year-old mm. girl? to sit with at lunchtime today like what yes for me and so i just love the power through the power of storytelling we can bring god's truth to life in a way that's relevant to you here today in this mm. moment and i love it that that is a great way to connect people uh, of all ages with the goodness of god because what he did for daniel in the lion's den he can do for you today and that's mm. so powerful um, and yet there is um in some 105 verse 4 It says, Keep your eyes open for God, watch for his works, be alert for signs of his presence. Mm. And people often ask me, Why is there a white feather on the cover of the book? Yes, and, because that is one of my favorite stories about God, you know, revealing him, himself to me. Um, for signs of his presence, this was a sign for me. and. Mm. A friend of mine had said, um, you know, I'm seeing white feathers everywhere and it's just I just feel it's God's way of saying to me, hey, I see you. Here's a little gift between you and me, um, Mm. a sign of my presence. And I remember standing in my kitchen one day, I was washing dishes in the sink. I just emptied the sink out and um, I was just leaning on the sink and I I kind of looked up and I said, you know what, God, I love a white feather. <laughs> not because I'm entitled to it or, you know, I, I'm demanding it, but I, I just think it'd be really cool for you to just show me a sign of your presence that would just be a really sweet thing between you and me. And I kid mm. you not. And my kitchen is in the middle of the house. It's, there's not a window above the sink. I looked in my sink that I was standing over, and there was a giant white feather just sitting in the sink. And I oh, really wow. easily gave way. <laughs> wow it's like, oh, so amazing and it was just god saying see you i got you here's here's just a little gift there's plenty more where that came from
0: <laughs> so is it a, like a recurring theme for god to bring this kind of feather thing into your life at different s- situations as well
1: or yeah, yeah there was a time you know m- months and months later i was going through a really really tough time and and I was driving somewhere and I was just crying and saying god I just feel have I have I lost your favor am I not in your favor anymore I just feel like I'm so distant from you and I was was stuck in traffic and in that moment a white feather descended from the sky and it floated over the front bonnet then up over the front windscreen up over the top of the car down the back windscreen and over the boot of the car and then it just floated away and wow I was like, I see what you did there. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. And even in the most horrendous seasons, God is there with you. He's in the mm. dirt with you. He's in the mud with you. He's, he's in the prison with you. Wherever you are, he, he is just itching to show you signs of his presence. Mm. You are never, ever alone. You are never, ever without him, no matter what. Mm.
0: It's really mm. cool. My one is uh, the Jacaranda tree. So yes. I've had, you know, like when even when we moved um, interstate here to Sydney, uh, we moved into this house that we didn't actually get to view beforehand. We could only see it by someone taking a video for us in yeah. Brisbane and then we moved in and I walked out into the backyard and there was a jacaranda tree just hanging over the backyard and I was like, ah, we're in the right place. I, I actually just, yeah, I just love that God, speaks to us in that kind of way it's this intimate it's only for you it's like
1: it's personal you know what's funny about that is my dad said when he studied at bible college when the jacarandas are in bloom that was the sign that exams were coming
0: (laughs) (laughs) so it's definitely personal then (laughs) because it doesn't mean the same thing for everyone clearly so (laughs) well um if you could Add one more thing to the book. So, I mean, I'm speaking here like as a fellow book writer, uh, you know, mm-hmm. after you've published a book and, you, you know, this, the actual uh, concept of that book and the themes and the things that you've been thinking about doesn't really stop just because you've written the book. You, right. you carry on and you sort of got. oh, I wish I included that. Oh, God's teaching me about that now. I could have included that too. I would mm-hmm. love to know for you, knowing that this is a bit of a journey, Um mm-hmm. Like what would you add to the book now that you've had a little bit of time between publishing and and and
1: now? Yeah, so much. Yeah, I think you really hit it on the head. I remember hearing an interview with a songwriter um, on a worship team and they just released an album and someone said to them, how do you know when an album is ready to release? And she said, well, it's never actually ready. It just mm. gets to the point where it's time to release it. Yeah. I think you and I definitely can relate to that. Because, yes, absolutely. You know, every every mother's like, "Oh, that's the ch-. And so, when now when I see books as like new edition with with added chapters, I'm like, "I know, I know." What <laughs> you know you never, never, your book is never finished. Yes, um, that's right. After, uh, you know, so many more stories to add to the book now of of God's goodness and 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 as other people are reading the book and they tell me, hey, this is how God showed himself to me. This mm. was a really special thing that God did for me that showed me that he sees me and that he loves me in a really hard season. And so I'd, I'd love to write, you know, a whole other book just on stories of God's goodness mm. to people and, and what, it, what it meant for them to see God.
0: Yeah, so what you would add is the fact that there is more stories he is telling through people's yeah. life through this particular um topic of gratitude and joy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And including my own. I have I have many more stories to add myself. <laughs>
0: yes, of course. <laughs> well even the story of the book itself is often a testimony to what you've written about in the book too, right? That's what I've experienced. Yes. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, yes. And 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 the way that um yeah I the pe- when, when people are reading it and, and encountering God and seeing God, and coming back to church, coming back to relationship with God as a result yeah. of reading, it, it's like, that's why we do what we do, right? Yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, um, where can we get your book?
1: Yeah, the, the best thing to do is go to seeinggod.com.au because yeah. it's got direct links in there to all the, the outlets where you can purchase it. That includes paperback, audiobook and Kindle, ebook so however you like to consume your books i've covered all bases and yes it is my voice reading the book as well complete with tears <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, oh well that's good that's good <laughs> yes
1: i still cannot read without crying. So. yeah
0: yeah i can imagine okay so seeinggod.com.au
1: yeah
0: awesome well thank you so much for being on the podcast aj i wish you all the best with continuing with this book and getting it out there and that message being out there um yeah it's awesome to have you
1: thank you so much
0: thanks for listening to this episode of the pink elephant you can follow me on instagram facebook or you can check out my resources on my website meljsaward.com